Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rochler Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, June 28th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. I'm out of position this morning, Tom. The action is there in Illinois, where you live. It is primary day, Carl, in a number of states, New York, uh, Colorado, but, but here in Illinois as well. And we have uh, a big race that has gotten a decent amount of attention because of the players involved. The governor's race here, where we have um, Ken Griffin, the multi-billionaire investor uh, from Chicago, who is backing Richard Irvin, sort of hand-selected candidate. They went out and found this guy. He's an African-American veteran, mayor of Aurora, um, and Ken put in – I don't know how much he's actually put in at this point. I think it was getting close to $40, $50 million, um, and he's not – doesn't seem to be doing well. Poll came out yesterday, said he's he's not even in second place. He's in third place at 17%. Darren Bailey, who's the sort of downstate conservative, he's he's got sort of uh got kind of a buzz cut and, and a twang in his voice. And uh he is at 45%. Now he's being backed by Dick Uline, who's the other multi-millionaire <laughs> slash <laughs> uh, conservative donor. So he's been uh, putting tons of money behind Darren Bailey. And then you have, you know, J.B. Pritzker, who's who's running for re-election. And he's another bill- billionaire. Another oh. billionaire. Um, and the Democratic Party has been putting money into this race, trying to engineer uh, success for, for Darren Bailey. They think he's the easiest candidate to, to beat. And um, – so they've been spending money to try and – and it seems to be working. I mean, it looks like Darren Bailey's going to win this thing. But this is a, something we've seen. We're seeing it in Colorado, Carl. We're seeing it in other places where Democrats are increasingly trying to engineer uh, outcomes that they think will help them in a general election by by meddling in in GOP primaries. It's not the first time we've ever seen it happen. It happens kind of you know every cycle. But this year it seems to be happening a little bit more. Um but that strategy doesn't always pay off. Sometimes it does. Claire McCaskill would say it did for her. Well, the first time I ever, I'm aware that it happened was in 1966. So that's before you were born, Tom. Um, <laughs> and the, the the Democrats in California. You were just uh, turning 50 then, Carl. <laughs> the Democrats in California thought that uh, um, they were trying to get Pat Brown, Jerry Brown's father, elected to a third term. And that a guy named George Christopher, the mayor of San Francisco, a liberal Republican, would be hard for them to beat. So they smeared Christopher, ran all these ads, spent this money. Uh, they were trying to help a guy they thought had no chance to be the nom- Republican nominee. That guy was Ronald Reagan. So, you know, it doesn't always work. <laughs> but it is one of those things, Carl, that, uh, you know, we saw and we've seen this at the presidential level as well with people changing their Registration. We've seen Democrats uh, doing more of that this year. Uh, like I said, sometimes it works, though. Sometimes it does. This and I think time, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say in, in in this race, there are in the Illinois governor's race, there are a certain number of people who think that that Darren Bailey is the easiest candidate. I mean, even some Republicans think that he's just you know he's he's such a caricature. He's easily caricatured as being. Uh, you know, sort of 
out of step or too extreme or too radical, whatever you're going to, you know, whatever label you want to slap on him. Um, and that someone like Richard Irvin was a much more difficult person for someone like JB Pritzker to run against. But obviously it seems like Republican voters do not agree with that analysis. And so, um, at the end of the day, the voters have their say, and, and you can say maybe they're influenced by, you know, the money in these races and, and maybe they're not. Well, the, the other thing, a little different this time, I, I brought up ancient history with Ronald Reagan, but, you know, political parties play games. They, they want to maximize their chances in November, but there's something particularly cynical about Democrats re-registering uh, or spending money to help uh, Trump Republicans because they claim that Donald Trump is this existential threat to democracy. Well, then, if you really believe that, you shouldn't risk losing to one of those people. You should stay out of it and, and try to let the Republican Party reclaim itself. It, it, it makes the Democrats look cynical, in my view, and, and, and more cynical than in a normal year. Um, one of the other races, Carl, is the Republican race, uh, governor's race in New York, where you have uh, Lee Zeldin, congressman, who's given up his seat to, to run for that and who spent you know, a ton of money on this race running against uh, a very f- son with a very famous name, uh, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's son. And, and Giuliani, I don't know if you saw the story, was was in uh, campaigning for his son. And this guy came out and sort of slapped him on the back. And Giuliani said he almost knocked him over. And, and there was video footage of it. And it seems like it might have been a little bit more ado about nothing, even though the guy, you know, had some had some words for Giuliani. Um, what do you make of that? Is Rudy Giuliani sort of, does his name still carry the same sort of weight in Republican circles in New York that it did, you know, when he was mayor, post-mayor running for president or has his, his influence diminished somewhat in recent years? Well, that word somewhat used is interesting, Tom. <laughs> I mean, if you've been paying attention to the January 6th commission, Giuliani's be lucky if he's not indicted. And, you know, he, he's, he shows up drunk at a White House meeting. Uh, that's according to the testimony of a close aide to Trump. And he encourages, he, he, he embraces this odd Donald Trump view in the in the transition period between Trump and Biden, which is that if you acknowledge that the election was won by Joe Biden, you were showing weakness. And it, it it's an illogical kind of approach and and, and it reeks of desperation. Uh, but what happened was this this what's emerging is that Trump sidelined anybody, including his own daughter, who didn't <laughs> didn't think he won the election, and what was left with Rudy and a motley crew um, who weren't really citing evidence. They were they were saying it kind of the super loyalty of like if you if you're not willing to say Donald Trump won, you, you don't really care about Trump. You don't really care about him. You're, you're weak, and I I think that well I don't think that's going to play, and it's wrong. And I think Giuliani has hurt his reputation. You know. Some of these guys stay in public life too long, Tom. He was America's mayor. After 9-11, he was a universally acclaimed person around the world. He went to all these funerals. He did everything that you could do. He brought that city together. 
And, you know, he, he may, I think he would have been better off resting on his laurels and been, you know, Mara Meritus for the rest of his life instead of getting involved in this. <laughs> so, so you're saying his endorsement, his name, it's not going to help Andrew Giuliani in this governor's race. That's my wild prediction. Yeah. All right. There's some other interesting races around the country. I'm sure we'll be talking more about them on Thursday's podcast after we have some results uh, and see exactly. We'll be able to have a better idea of just how well the Democrats fared in terms of their meddling in some of these uh, in some of these races. So, well, and I'd also like to point out, Tom. So, a little teaser next week. Uh, we've got a poll coming out, Real Clear Opinion Research, on billionaires and how Americans feel about billionaires, their influence in public policy, um, think tanks, uh, whether they should own sports teams, and whether they should be able to give unlimited amounts in politics. So that's all I'm going to say there. Uh, right now, it's up to the Illinois voters to decide what they think about that. But uh, next week, we'll I think we'll be able to revisit this in a richer way. Okay. We'll leave it right there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, Primary Day.